0: Everybody and welcome to Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brandley. I'm Albert. It's still Christmas time when we're recording this and hopefully when it comes out. So we're doing more weird Christmas movies. Didn't feel like singing this one? It didn't go well for me last time. Well, you had practice now. I know. I I was in the moment for the last one. It was spontaneous. It was real. It came from a raw, genuine place in my heart, brilliant And you can't just do that on command. You can't do that just when you want
1: to because it's really dumb. See, I, you can't. It's just that would be. That'd be wrong. I was just thinking of you. Ain't got rhythm from Phineas and Ferb. The dude singing the song and you know drumming about how he doesn't have rhythm. Phineas is like, seriously, dude, my man. I listen to that song so many times. It's such a good song. Cause I ain't got rhythm.
0: No, I ain't got rhythm. Anyway, continue with
1: the mo- movies. I
0: ain't got rhythm. No, I ain't got rhythm. What happened to me was a tragedy. I, I fell asleep
1: in the metronome factory. <laughs> That's how he lost his rit- rhythm.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. I forgot the opening line for some reason. He's actually describes why he doesn't have rhythm. What are I talking about, Phineas and <laughs> Because it's a good show. That? Yes, and it's not that weird.
1: I mean, it is kind of weird. It's super weird. They built a roller coaster in the first episode.
0: First up, we have Snow. Alex Snow. Uh, you're not it. That far off. Snow Dogs. Off. Um, we'll get there. I just, it's such a lame, like title. I, I, I feel like, and I've.
1: Unless it's somehow the snow It's like that. Um. Christmas special from Dr. Hooper, the snow is sentient. The Great Intelligence. i almost forgotten about that. I don't think that was a very good episode. It was. I mean, it would have been, it was okay. okay. It, brought, it had more Jenny and uh, Drax and the lizard lady whose name I forgot. I forgot that off. I do love. I do love those things. Wish they would have a spinoff. Oh, well. And wish that they would do something more with the doctor's daughter who was confirmed to still be alive in that episode back in Tenet's run. They're never, ever, no, I know. I know. ever Continue. going to do that. Especially since they're now two people removed from Bruce Davies, or Tim Davies, whatever his name is. Continue with snow. For the Christmas
0: holidays, Buck Seeger has been tasked with getting some reindeer from a game farm for the San Ernesto, California Zoo. Okay. Buck Seeger is my new action hero, movie hero name. Okay. You don't think you don't think Buckseeker is a good name? It's fine. Wow. That was not, I'm sorry, Buck. I'm on your side. Sandy Brooks, an animal keeper at the zoo, is a lonely woman. All right. Who uses the animals as a surrogate for human affections. Uh, and then so is the, like the sewage stuff on them and they all grow all giants. And it's Rampage with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Hey, I'm super stoked for that movie. No, but the whole, like, I don't like people, but I like animals thing is weird coming out of the most charismatic man in the
1: world's mouth. What were you going to ask Someone else me? says that he likes animals, and he's just like, animals give me. It's fine. I mean, you might say it in the movie, but uh, the trailer is just, eh. Okay. His best friend's okay. a giant
0: gorilla. Fair point. You asked me a question. I didn't hear what it was. That wasn't important. Continue. Cool bean. Despite this, she detests Buck. Who is continually pestering her to go out with him. Buck, my dude. Back off. Like, it's fine to ask. I think it's fine to ask. It's cool that you're like, you want to go out? And she's like, no. Like, that. that's it. <laughs> you had your shot. You threw it away. And yet
1: people keep playing, baby, it's cold outside.
0: They're, no, those people, I, I reject that. Those people are already in a relationship. Okay? She... She wants to for leave.
1: To stay. No, she's trying to leave. She's given a bunch of reasons why she should leave, and he's like, "Nah, have a drink." She says, "Maybe have a glass more," and then the next line is, "Say what's in this drink?" He probably roofied her. The dude I in that song is a that it Had sketch. more
0: alcohol than she was expecting. Still not okay. I don't. I do not. When I I've heard this controversy, I do not buy into it. I'm sorry. I hate that. Song. I'm a dude, and I don't have any right to not buy into it. I'm absolutely like, I get that ladies if they say that's weird for them that's absolutely fine but for me when i hear that i think that there should be some room for some people to have like a little bit of fun banter back and forth of like i'm
1: gonna go and he's like oh but stay like come on no he's not i don't uh, considering the the song the song's like two minutes long and he's arguing with her about staying that's the point of the song though she'll be a sketchy dude Okay, okay. I'm a thousand and ten percent against that song. In
0: his task for the zoo, Buck, indulging his big game hunting passion, decides to get one of the reindeer from the wild instead? There's not a question mark at the end of the sentence I want people to know, but
1: I'm just like, that... Wasn't he getting getting the reindeers from originally? We took a few tangents. (laughs) Um, From a game farm. Which is where you would go to hunt them. Yeah, but he wants to... He's... Like, that's not
0: raw enough for him. He needs to go out into the
1: wild to get this thing. Where
0: they likely have diseases. Listen. Buck Seeger doesn't have time to worry about your diseased reindeer. Buck Seeger's the kind of idiot who dies a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Buck Seeger, as we'll find out, gets himself into shenanigans. (laughs) He inadvertently captures Buddy, one of Santa's new reindeer. Santa... I mean, he's had the old ones for like a hundred years, so I guess it's time. Since did finally die. Santa has not only come to San Ernesto to rescue Buddy, but also to teach Buddy to fly, all before Christmas Day. Santa... Can travel between the North Pole and any location in the world via mirrors. Welcome to the. I was going to question
1: why he would need a sleigh, but he needs a way to Christmas story. You know, a way to carry the presents. So I accept this.
0: Oh yeah, plus maybe some kids can't afford mirrors. Lots of kids probably don't have mirrors in their house. apparently. I mean, then we just go to the whole um, chimney thing. Well, everybody has a door you could walk in.
1: He chooses uses the chimney, unless it's like uh, Santa Claus, where he just goes down like. The very thin, like, air outtake from the AC and just turns into a chimney in the wall. Yeah. Completely with fireplace and everything, which was bizarre. Like, it could just turn into a door, but okay. While in San Ernesto,
0: Santa names himself Nick Snowden. To get Buddy back, Nick figures, I love that they just, like, jump on board immediately with his new name. (laughs) They're like, yeah, okay, forget that Santa guy. He changed his name to Nick. Get on board with the new hotness. Nick Snowden bringing presents to town. To get Buddy back, Nick figures he has to get close to Sandy, a move that does not sit well with Buck.
1: Santa looks like an old dude. How insecure is this guy? (laughs) This is Buff Santa. (laughs) Yeah, he's still got the beard, though, unless he just hit that, and it's just, like...
0: Beards, some people are into the beard thing. A long, white, snowy beard? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody got their thing. I do like how I like... She likes animals
1: more than people. I like the idea that she's just, like, stop, but he's, like, Santa's being fresh with her because he's lonely because he's from the North Pole, and this dude's, like, he's chilling my girl. Like, I'm not your girl! Stop. Also, <laughs> old man, knock it off. It's creepy. Yeah, the
0: fact that he's like, I gotta get my reindeer back, best be hitting up this chick. Well, I mean she's taking care of the reindeer. I I guess. Nick manages to move into the boarding house where Sandy lives. Is that more creepy for you now? No, yeah, it's found out where
1: she lives. No yeah, he's totally on track with the dude in that song.
0: And moved into the place where she lives. Like I found out where you live and moved in next door. No, yeah, it's middle. totally the same kind of dude. <laughs> Getting Buddy back is more difficult than Nick first imagines. Uh, granted, now he was already willing to move into a place and get a woman who he's never met before to fall in love with her, it, fall in love with him, just so he can get his reindeer back. And it's more difficult than that. He's a magic man. <laughs>
1: Especially
0: when money hungry buck, he's probably works. used to
1: like old timey zoos too, and is like, "Can I have him? No, fifty bucks. Okay."
0: It's it's more difficult when he first imagines, especially when money hungry buck learns the special skills that Buddy
1: possesses. He can't fly. We know that.
0: Yeah, what are his special skills? Does can he, he fart he
1: rainbows? Talk. Ooh, maybe. I, I mean, he, he might be very intelligent because he can understand orders and be taught to fly by Santa possibly Um, also he has horns in winter so or antlers in winter so yeah usually it's female deer uh who have horns in winter yeah so but they are magic reindeer so who knows how that works i'm fine with the being chicks whatever but what may be i saw on twitter sorry i don't know but i saw somebody post that you know like santa's reindeer are women they're strong powerful women and somebody responded, I was like, that's why he's making them carry stuff. And she gets so <laughs> mad. It was beautiful.
0: <laughs> and you think you're smashing the patriarchy, and then you realize that there's an old dude with a beard <laughs> cracking a whip, whip behind them, making them pull his stuff around. While he's
1: chilling in a robe.
0: <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, I love that Like the last episode was about the casual racism, and this one's about the casual sexism.
1: There's a lot of issues with Santa and everything else. But what we have may- a complex, fractured world. Let's try to fix it with Santa. <laughs> but what
0: may be more difficult for Nick is leaving San Ernesto without Sandy, with whom he is falling in love. Don't you have a wife? Uh, no, no, here, here, okay. L- Im- imagine with me that this is a single Santa.
1: He's okay, so it's like the Santa Claus too, who,
0: Whose name is Sandy. Yeah. And they're going to get married, and she's going to be Sandy Claus. Do you see what they did there? Yeah. Do you see how clever that was? That's that's
1: actually decent. That's a, it's actually – yeah, it is pretty okay. I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay with that. That's pretty good. You get points, movie. Ding. <laughs> Buck's still a sketchy, not okay dude, but you get points. Apparently still doesn't like Maybe It's Cold Outside. I really don't. Next up we have –
0: it came upon the midnight clear. I'm assuming that's a song. Is the movie... You've never heard that song? No. The glorious songs of old... I heard Silver Bells until like two years the ago. Earth to touch their harps of gold. Our harps are made of gold, they said. Ha ha, we've got our gold harps. <laughs> that, those... That's not the real song. <laughs>
1: I'm just reminded just envision,
0: of a, like the whole song going off into this tangent where the <laughs> angels are bragging about how sweet their pimpin' harps are.
1: I was <laughs> just writing in, in a Futurama where they parody the whole, you know, uh, Dove and Down to Georgia thing with the Devil with the Fiddle contest. It's like the winner gets this gold solid gold fiddle. Wouldn't a solid gold fiddle weigh hundreds of pounds and say really terrible? It's mostly for show.
0: Mickey Rooney plays Mike Halligan. A retired cop from Manhattan. See, I like that name. Oh yeah, no, it's Mike retired cop living. I'm sorry. A retired cop from Manhattan living in California with his family, who decides to show his grandson, who has never seen snow before, what a real white Christmas in New York is like. I'm on board with this. This sounds fun. It sounds okay, but I mean, California. I'm envisioning the geography here. It stretches pretty far up the
1: coast, and they have some mountains. Okay, yeah, but he wants to show him a New York Christmas, the one he knew growing up, and show it so we can share the magic he knew as a kid with his grandkid. I'm a thousand percent on board. With this. this sounds wonderful.
0: But Get he dies
1: <laughs> from a sudden heart attack. Well, now it's just sad. <laughs> in which Hall- in which
0: Halligan makes a deal with the archangel of heaven to return to Earth for a week until Christmas and show his grandson the seasonal glories
1: of New York City. <laughs> I would like to point out that the angels are not the ones who normally make the deals. I feel like there's some shenanig- shenanigans going on here.
0: Uh, my feeling there is that a lot of times you're like, we don't want to show God in here because people might get mad. That's true. Um, what if he cracks a joke or something and people are like, God can't be funny. How dare you? Morgan Freeman was funny as God, right. but I bet there were some people that were mad. This was in the this was made in the '80s, so a little bit before Morgan Freeman cracked That's that nut. Um, I <laughs> people also get mad when you know you talk about evolution in movies. He does, I, I'm confused about like the priorities here. I mean, I get that this guy wants to show his grandson. It was his last wish. It's not how dying works. How do you know? Have you done it? Not, no, not lately, but it seems like <laughs> if that is how it worked, somebody would have been like, but Mr. Archangel, I have to go back to Earth and make world peace happen or
1: something. That, no, this, this is something he already was working on. They angels really know what you're actually up <laughs> to. It's not going to be like Johnny Mnemonics would be like, hey, I was actually saving the world. Can I go back for a week? okay i've never seen johnny mnemonic and i don't that know is the first thing that popped in my head and i don't know why <laughs> what does he save the world i don't know anything about johnny no mnemonic oh, you just haven't came seen by- johnny mnemonic no i'm not in the terms where that's from the name just came to my mind
0: oh it's a Keanu reese vehicle where like he's like a person that carries around data in his brain because no other like method no other method of transportation of data is safe I've never seen it, but okay. it sounds interesting. Maybe we'll do an episode about it. But that's it for this one. Mickey <laughs> Rooney like just bargains with God, or not God, the archangel of heaven. Which, Which one? one? I, I, I want to say Michael. Maybe mm. Gabriel. I mean,
1: Lucifer was an archangel at one point. He was, but he got kicked out. Um, again, that kind of works in my theory that this shenanigans going on. I mean, Gabriel kind of, but he's more a messenger than anything. It's usually Peter at the gate, but Peter's the, a saint, not an archangel. In the classical like Let's study, the theological implications of this movie about Mickey rooney <laughs> they busted it wide open. <laughs> Start a new religion based on "It Came Upon the
0: Midnight Clear." <laughs> All hail Rooney! That's it for that movie, though. There's <laughs> only two sentences. Snow went on for a while, hey, though. We we got so. some mileage out of those two sentences finally for this episode and before we wrap up christmas Brentley, because this is the last one before christmas
1: it's okay you keep it all the year that's true otherwise ghosts come and haunt you and ruin your life for a little bit yeah finally we have a norman rockwell christmas story this sounds like it's going to be like kind of heartwarming but mostly boring <laughs> <laughs> if i'm going to be brutally honest Brently, with the hot take on
0: norman rockwell <laughs> This film brings to life a famous Norman Rockwell painting. Samuel Cavanaugh. I've seen this painting, by the way. I haven't seen the movie. A Scrooge-like character revisits the frozen pond each year to relive the happier moments in his life.
1: Kicking puppies. Man, I just punted one. Went, like, at least two yards. I've never been that
0: happy before. just...
1: The look of the shock and just agony on its face. Mm. He just
0: <laughs> rolls up with like a whole truck full of puppies and the sad thing is... He's just like, taking
1: them into the lake. <laughs> they're not... It's not a
0: frozen lake either. <laughs> but the worst part is that... Frozen like Frozen would be worse because you just hear the splat. He's got the... Uh, and the... That's oh! <laughs> <laughs> presupposing this old guy can kick puppies pretty far. He's but got he, someone to do it for him now. He's not, got, he's not getting the thrill out of it anymore that he used to. It's really lost the edge. He has to like... Kicking with a spiked
1: boot now. <laughs> Featuring or... this like old Ebenezer type dude leaning on a cane, <laughs> with this like big burly manservant punting puppies, and he's like, you know, Wilson, kicking puppies just doesn't have the charm it used to. <laughs> yes. Bring out the orphans. At
0: some point, he builds like a
1: robot kicking machine for the puppies, but then it's just too mechanical. It's too impersonal.
0: Yeah. Also, like the puppy dies basically the instant it's kicked with the robot. And there's just not the, like, pleasure of knowing the terror that it knows as it flies through the air. So
1: <laughs> it's even really... Didn't There was just a thunk.
0: It's a there's cautionary a tale about the dangers of industrialization and the impersonal nature of the modern life. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving forward, Michael Grant is an unhappy <laughs> young boy attempting to
1: skate. I'm going to have to go to work at a pet store and tell people I talked about kicking puppies for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Attempting to skate with his dad's oversized
0: skates, who was missing in action in Korea. That's just. All right. I mean, it's kind of. It's on. heartwarming. He probably shows up at the end of the movie. He's like, Do you the kids have and to fall into the just lake? Skates
1: away. He's like on the skates and they're too big, so he like slips and then the ice cracks and the kid drowns. And then he comes home and then he finds that his kid's dead and it's this guy's life falling apart before his eyes. His wife leaves him. That's why he's old and bitter at the end.
0: Oh, it's a time travel story! <gasps> he travels back in time, and he's like, he's so unhappy, but he like he's watching the. Oh, that's amazing! I didn't realize that yeah. until just now. <laughs> I'm watching Dark on Netflix, and it's a time travel story. apparently. time travel is fun. Their paths cross several times as our story unfolds
1: through the time
0: stream. Yes. And the final sentence of this is my favorite thing. For the, for the description of a Norman Rockwell Christmas story, in case you weren't sure, this person lets you know, it's a heartwarming Christmas tale.
1: Just like laying that out the there. I the idea that this is actually a tragic movie and that's just like the arc words. <laughs> it's a heartwarming Christmas tale. So like this guy, this old man becoming more and more bitter just trying to repeat that to himself. Like I am living in the
0: heartwarming Christmas tale. I am living the heartwarming Christmas tale.
1: I, 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 am. And then he has a heart attack. Yeah, no, that's what I was going for yeah. there. Sorry. I,
0: yeah. Thanks for Illuminate like, spelling that out for everybody, though. You're welcome.
1: <laughs>
0: and thank you guys for listening <laughs> to our just joy-filled Christmas episode about kicking puppies and dying in the time stream.
1: Um, you know. You know what my favorite version of a Christmas story is, by the way? Or Christmas Carol? Oh, what is it? It's a zo- uh, Marvel Zombies Christmas Carol. Okay. In which case, it is straight up Christmas Carol happens, but during the same time, there's just zombies and Dick, Indians, Dick- Dickens times. Dickensian? That one. That word was not coming out of my mouth. That's fine. But yeah, there's just zombies going on. There's a zombie apocalypse, and Scrooge is bitter, and everybody... Like, the ghost to him is like, you could kind of help stop this, because your bitterness kind of caused everything, and he's like, who cares? (laughs) Because he's Scrooge.
0: That's not the point of the original story, I feel like. It's about his greed, like, for money, not just, like, I'm killing all the people. When he does see what the the damage he's doing, he does have a change of heart.
1: Which he does in the story. Fair enough. He also dies at the end of that story. My favorite in version... In the process, he leaves everything to, like, an orphanage or a charity or something. I can't remember. It's also implied that he is, in fact, death of the last uh, spirit. Oh, like he's traveling back to the Because they give himself? him, like, the very stylized, you know, jaw that you see with Scrooge along and the, anim- in the right, uh, right. illustrations. But the uh, on the third spirit, he has that jawbone. The very stylized jawbone.
0: Oh, interesting. Which is cool. I like that. Yeah. I... My favorite version of A Christmas Carol is the Focus on the Family radio theater production of A Christmas Carol. It's excellent, mm. excellent stuff.
1: No, but one is also good.
0: I really well. That one's just. A, I mean, that's a classic. But the their their take on the you squeezing, wrenching, grasping, covetous old sinner is like that. There are lines that have been like. If you listen to a Christmas Carol, there are lines from it that just get repeated a lot, and mm-hmm. that one for me is the definitive take on that line. There's also the
1: uh, the Batman one they did. I that one is a good one. Yeah. Have you read that one? Or no, but Linkara's I've seen Linkara cover it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's like I love when a uh, Catwoman shows up and she's like pointing out that Silver Age was more about having fun with superheroes instead of you know Batman beating people half to death. It's like, it used to be fun, and now you're kind of breaking dude's arms. What happened? <laughs> what happened to us? And then Superman is Santa Claus, because of course he is. Of course. For real, though, we're done for this episode,
0: Apparently, <laughs> Merry Christmas to you and yours, or whatever else you happen to be celebrating. We hope you're having a safe and, hopefully, treat-filled winter. I don't know, I'm packing on the pounds. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Two Weird, Didn't Watch. Bye, everyone. Bye.